Yo, 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 what is up, what is up, what is up? Episode 46 of the Brian Avery Hour is on the air. This is Brian Barco, and I'm Avery Lewis McDougall. What's up this evening? 46, man, I feel old, though, dude. What do you mean? Man, I'm excited tonight because tonight is like no other. It's a new episode of the Brian Avery Hour, yes. New episodes, we get bigger guests all the time. It's fantastic. But stay tuned after the show on my personal page. As we finally announce this major announcement, Avery and I have been holding in for almost over a month now, Avery. Um, we are so excited. Uh, again, thank you to our sponsors of the show, Callies. Thank you to Starlight Casino. Thank you to Match. Thank you to Shaq, Tina, uh, Raymar, the legendary Mike Vickerman. I mean, the list will go on. Dave Pablo, of course. But you're not going to want to miss this. 9 o'clock sharp, we're going to announce this thing. So stay with us throughout. We have a couple of special guests as well um, that will be going in momentarily um, that we're super excited about. But Avery, why don't you kick us off here episode 46. That is correct. Yeah, nothing to talk about. We have Jim Carries from Global Edmonton calling in yes. tonight. And Molly Rivera from ML- from ESPN. We had her on. We you did you hear talking some baseball with Marley? It's good stuff. Some incredible stuff. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Marley is one of only three. Um, bilingual or but, There you go. That's the word I was looking for. Latino bilingual reporters. La- Latino bilingual reporter. You say that? That's La- Latino. Uh, that's why I have you. See, that's good. Tra- remember, Latino is masculine. Latina is feminine. Oh, I, I'm glad I got you to clarify that because I didn't know that. So there you go. Um, absolute incredible afternoon with her. Um, so that episode, that interview will be up on uh, our Facebook page after this. SoundCloud as well. Mm-hmm. Audacity as always. Spotify. And we're hoping very, very soon iTunes if they can get their act together and uh, <laughs> get us approved. So we're hoping on that as well. Um I want to start quickly uh, with a topic very close to you, and yes. and something that kind of shocked us a little bit. Uh, was it Saturday morning or su- yeah, Sunday uh, morning? More, uh, Saturday morning. Saturday yes. morning. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. If you if you may, you probably heard the news by now. The CWHL, the Canadian Women's Hockey League, went under entirely. Yeah. And it was the blind it blindsided players, it blindsided media, it blindsided coaches after twelve seasons. The premier women's hockey league in this country is no more. Yeah. Uh, just uh, days after the Calgary Inferno won the Clarkson Cup, and now you've got literally days. Yeah, like, truly, like no, I think it was like a day or something. Well, after not even won. a week just, after. Just incredible, yeah. So now you've got hundreds of women's players around this continent who are jobless. If you know women's hockey, that's a bad look for this for this continent now. One of the major pro leagues going under entirely. Yeah, and, and, it, and it's. It sucks for those women athletes out there. I mean, now they got nothing to fall back on. Let's hope something materializes. We talked about off air that uh, there's potentially a league in the States that uh, will pick them up. We, the that's NWHL. obviously speculation. Um, we don't want to speculate. We want to speculate on that, not confirm, no or deny that. Um, but we, we hope all these women and, and incredible women and incredible athletes land on their feet and uh, can find a home. Uh, uh, very, very soon, because these women deserve the best. These are some of them are not not all of them, but some of them are Olympic athletes. Mm-hmm. They played for the Canadian women's team, U.S. women's team, uh, to name a few. The Hillary Hillary Knight, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, was on the the Montreal team. Yeah, she right? was. Yep, yes. Montreal. So uh, U.S. national national uh, hockey league player, very very good player. And again, for those of you just tuning in, we'll be live at nine o'clock on my personal page after this. And uh, to share a big, big announcement, as you can tell, I'm probably a little bit nervous up here tonight. I know Avery's a little bit nervous. He had to change his underwear about four times. I changed my shirt about five times. So, you know, it's you can tell the magnitude of this massive announcement. We're, we're excited. And again, thank you, as always, to Howie's and Starlight Casino uh, for making this possible. Uh, what an incredible evening we have planned for you. So with that... Avery, mm-hmm. I want to move then to women's, from women's, sorry, to the National Hockey League. We're going to get more into this. Sorry, 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 sorry. And, and NHL? NHL should not get involved in the CBA NHL because 
the NHL has proven that women's hockey is not a priority to them. And oh, hockey. yes. So people yes. are saying, saying the NHL should be getting involved in women's hockey? No. No, no, no. No, no. the NHL, no. I the NHL will, will put, make it a, a seven-tier league. They won't yeah. care about it. Yeah, no, no, no. I agree. They, they, It needs no. to stay separate and, and just... It needs to be its own entity, in a sense. And, either com- either, either commit we, or don't. Don't have don't have don't have bleep it. Uh, you can have yeah. to have it. Yeah, there you go. I'm yeah, sure Shaq won't commit. Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fined, right, Shaq? It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like my our friend Marshawn Lynch would always say. Um, I want to dig in really, really quickly. We're not going to dig into all of it because you know, we won't have much to talk about with Kevin. We just started. But, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'm just talking the NHL, though. Relax. You're jumping the gun on me already. Holy! Uh, I, I, I do want to dig very briefly into the Oilers. I, again, I'm not going to dig into all of it because, again, we're not going to have anything to talk about with Kevin. Um, but this team came out late an absolute egg Saturday evening against the Anaheim Ducks, uh, five to one, and there goes your playoff hopes. I, I lost hope about three months ago. As, but, uh, as did I. Uh, their, their hopes are all but over now. Um, it, it looks as though this could be another top 10 uh, draft team this summer yet again. This is, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm re- replaying myself. I'm on a PVR for the last 13 years because it's just been like the same old, same old garbage. Um, I, I feel bad for 97. I feel, Look, we, I've talked about this a few guys off, off camera, and we, we've had this discussion as well. We have five, sorry, six guys mm-hmm. with career years, two guys over 100 points, yep. and you can't make the playoffs? <laughs> That's an absolute joke. It That's is. an absolute embarrassment. Leon Dreisaitl's had a career year. I think I still believe the guy's going to crack 50 goals. You got a shot um, at doing it. Con- Connor McDavid's got 110 points, ladies and gentlemen. 110 points. And you still, arguably, the best player in the world on your team. Arguably, some say 87, Sidney Crosby, yada, yada, I won't get into that. But Connor McDavid on your team, this is year four with Connor McDavid, and you still can't make the play. You made the play one time. One time. Now, it's, now I'll, I'll, say, I'll say as much. Uh, granted, it did take Mary Lemieux six years to make the playoffs in Pittsburgh. Okay. And Joe Sackett played on some horrible team in Quebec before things turned around for that yeah. team. <laughs> but still, it is, it's inexcusable that you're not seeing, pro, in every year, progress. You're seeing regression midway through the so-called rebuild. Which we, is, we've regressed called. the last two years. I mean, <clears throat> thank you, Peter Sorelli. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I had something caught in my throat there. No. Um, you, you know, it, I... I I will put – I'm not going to put all the blame, but I will put some of the blame on. Now that he's gone, on Peter Shirelli, we, we've seen this. We, we've talked about this. Trade after trade after trade after trade. Loss after loss after loss after loss. There's no gaining here. There's no, – look, there look I'll, I'll give him to a point and, – and maybe it's not even Peter Shirelli's credit. The scouting staff mainly, they've drafted better the last couple of years. <coughs> but – in the trade front, they've lost every trade mm-hmm. since Peter Strell has been in, in the organization. And the other thing that got me, guys, is Peter Sorelli has recently been spotted in St. Louis, and the Blues are going to give this man a job. I, are you kidding me? He demolished, destroyed the Boston Bruins after their cup run. He came in. He laughed. He destroyed the Everton Oilers. And now Doug Armstrong's going to let him do this to the St. Louis Blues? Oh, Hey, if I'm the new Oilers GM, whoever that may be, Peter Shirley made some horrible trades and traded away your players, I'm calling Peter Shirley. That's the first phone call I'm making. And, hey, I'm going to offer you this player for Vladimir Tarasenko. Let me fleece you back and forth and make the Oilers better. I mean, when's enough set up? When's this guy never going to get a job again? When's this guy going to be blackmailed from the NHL? Because, quite frankly, this is an atrocity. This... Should not happen. Uh, Stevie Wonder could GM a better goddamn hockey team than Peter Shirelli. I'll tell you why. Remember, remember last week, I ran the last week against this? Because it's the same hockey men in charge. Yeah. It's the same yeah. people in charge of these teams. New blood, new blood doesn't come in. It's the same two interfaces recycled over and over and over again. 
They're all buddies. That's why the man still has a job in hockey. My my wife knows five hockey players. She could still run a better hockey team than than that man in charge now. And well, I, I don't. We, well, you know why they wouldn't hire, right? Yeah. Right. You know, right. Right, yeah, not, right. Not a white, not yeah. a white man. Not a, not a white man. That's why. <laughs> I'm, I'm being pretty blunt right now. I'm being honest about that. I'm being, am I not being truthful about that? You're, you're, you got a point. <laughs> there, there's a point to that. Yeah. I, you know, there was an April Fool's joke going around today um, that Kevin Lowe was hired back as <laughs> which could have been hockey president operations. <laughs> Look, we've been hearing the same April Fool's joke for you know six, seven years. At at some point it could become true. I hope not. Um, I I guess I, look this summer's gonna be interesting, and you know my I I guess hates a strong word because I think my wife loves me and sports are on all you the think? time. That's but, concerning. But but this this summer is gonna be uh, very intense on the on the hockey front. I'm gonna be I don't think I'm gonna have any nails left. I'm gonna have to start chewing my toenails. If that's the case, but uh, it's going to be an interesting summer, to say the least, for sure. Yeah, and it truly will be. And, you know, it's just so, again, I'm putting a lot of the blame. You mentioned Tim Brown, Pierce Shirelli. Yeah. I'm putting way more on Daryl Cage right now. Absolutely. You know, to me, this whole, he doesn't want to be a public figure. He doesn't want to be in the limelight. He doesn't want to be, he doesn't want to be this, that, and the third. Eventually, someday, you have to face your consumers eventually, someday. You can't keep running away from these problems. You're a businessman. Your prize jewel of the of the hockey team of the hockey team is embarrassing right now. Face me for once, for once. Hey, yeah, I know, I know, I know an even better GM candidate. I'm gonna throw his name in the ring, and we see uh, we had him on, you know, a couple months ago with Gino. But how about 13 year old Braden Smith? And this guy's a warrior. Why don't we throw his name in the hat and, uh, and make him GM of the Oilers? <laughs> I mean, just don't please for the love of God. Don't trade Connor. Don't trade Leon. Hire me, and, hire me and Avery as the new voice of the Oilers, and we're, we're good. We have an understanding, wow. and we're okay. Are you threatening Jack Michaels now? Are you, are you threatening Jack Michaels and Bob Stoffer for this? No, game? more. That's concerning. Because he's a fr- failed threat. Because he's a friend of mine, more Louis DeBrusque and Kevin Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, think we're, I think we're better dressed. I don't know. Maybe, hey. And then we could be alongside Team Prince every home game. Well, wouldn't that be something? By game five, he will kill you. <laughs> I don't. By think, game five. I don't know if he's kill. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be it'd be an interesting work dynamic. Okay, game three. I tell you that much for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, yeah. Another thing, like I said, we'll ship away from the Oilers. We will get back to them uh, momentarily when we do. Uh, uh, Kevin Curious calling in live from the Global <laughs> Edmonton Studios. Um, Stan, uh, if you could just quickly update me on the Oilers, we're at the Colin Forster intermission, so I apologize. We got to stay up to date on the on the timing and everything else. Anyway, um, I I do I do want to talk though about uh, we we talked about it earlier, and I want to talk about the Blue Jays again. Um, I I was watching while eating dinner, and before before this uh, we we started, and just uh. Just an absolute atrocious outing again today. Sean Reed, look, I know it's growing pains, and I know it's it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and Sean Reed Foley, you're kind of throwing the man in the fire uh, with the injury to Clayton Richard, who I, I was excited to see. Uh, he's going on the, the – it's not the DL anymore. It's the IL, apparently, the, the injured list uh, for 10 days with, with some, some right knee um, inflammation, etc. There's obviously, I think, some – some bigger issues behind that. He's had offseason knee surgery twice already at 34 years old. Um, so very concerning for Charlie Montoyo and uh, and the Toronto Blue Jays early. He hasn't even made his first start of the year yet. And uh, and he's already on the IL. Um, and man, and, and early, it looked, I don't know if you caught any of it, Avery, but it looked ugly. Um, down 5 nothing after the first inning. The bats didn't even get out of the dugout. No. And it was 5 nothing thanks to Sean Reed Foley. Already 52 pitches pitch in the first inning. Um, could barely get three outs. He struggled through it. But then Tom Thomas Pannone, who I, I really liked. To, uh, he made some starts last year. Triple A uh, Buffalo. He was outstanding. He came in in relief. He came in the third inning. Pitched almost four 
unbelievable innings for the Blue Jays. Kept them in the game. And last time I seen it was 6-3. Mm-hmm. And, it was, uh, yeah. They were still down by three runs. So, Yeah, no, it's been a tough start for the Blue Jays. But like, like Marley said in our interview with teams earlier, like, they'll be growing pains. Mm-hmm. This is not a team where – and she said – I, I won't even give it too much, though, but she did say that it might be generous to say this team would win 80 games. It's more likely yeah. to win – it's more likely to win 75, which I think is going to be their high 75 wins. I think it'd be more like 71 wins. I think so, But too. you know what? Yeah, it'll be... This is, you know what? This is what you have to do to rebuild. You're going to get lit up in the first thing of ball game like this. And sorry, I'm just walking. Uh, they actually lost 6-5. to five. So they came back, it looks like. Uh, they did They did lose on 6-5. We're talking about the Baltimore Orioles. Mm-hmm. This isn't a very strong team. No. In the no, Baltimore Orioles. It's still one of the worst teams in baseball. Um, I don't care who you're playing. You don't give up five, five first inning runs for a team. It could be the Baltimore Orioles. It could be the... The LA Dodgers, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You don't do that. You 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 give yourself a very tough chance to tough chance to win night in and night out. And look, I wouldn't be surprised, Avery. I would I would not be surprised to see him go like sixty five and hundred, mm-hmm. like that bad. Really? But but yeah, guess what? Then? Wow. So, but then next year. Maybe. It, it, now, I wanted to discuss it. I didn't discuss this earlier. Mm-hmm. Would it be important, would it be okay for you to leave Vlad Guerrero, Bo Bichette, and Calvin Biggio in AAA all year, let them play, just let them play the year, bring them up with a full year next year, you're ready to rock and roll, you have three superstars in your lineup, and, and away you go. Yeah. Or do you bring them up midway? Or at the or beginning of May, like everybody's talking about with Vlad. I think right now, I, Vlad needs to get enough of AAA right now. Done enough. Let them let them get a taste of Major League Baseball. Bring them up in April or May. Let them see what the Major League life is like. Because to me, Vlad, especially Vlad, he's in enough right now in the minor leagues. Let that yeah. boy lose the Major Leagues. I want to see what he can do. It could be, I got to say, next year, it's going to guarantee next year will be even better. It could right. be another right. sub-80 win season next year. This team is, is an old saying. They're two, years away, they're two years away from being two years away. And the Blue Jays are two years away yeah. from being two years away. Right. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> oh, my. You want to you check your glasses? Do you read the last name on that list? Did you see who's finally in the Brad and Avery oh. chat again? Oh, Barry. Barry Peterson is back. <laughs> BP, we missed you for weeks. We love you, brother. Thank you for your support week in and week out. We had this. So you got some catching up to do, though, bud. Um... I know baseball really isn't your topic. We're just uh, we're, we're going to be joined here momentarily by Kevin Curious to talk some Oilers, talk some local hockey. We'll talk. We'll make sure with Kevin as well. Mm-hmm. We talk about Sure Pugs Busco. That's right. The AHL, or the AJHL series. Uh, series coming up. I grew up in Spruce Grove. The Saints became my team. I I broadcasted with them for two years. Um, so they've been close to close to home for it's me funny. for. A long time, and I've done color for Sherwood Park before. <laughs> so we, we've been we've been on either side mm-hmm. of enemy lines. Uh, Kelly or um, Kelly Chase uh, used to also be. I, I think he's still is he still the DM in Sherwood Park? He is, yeah, yeah. He's still the DM in Sherwood Park. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, Greg Chase, a former Edmonton Oilers prospect, is uh, his dad uh, is no, the, Kyle, Kyle Chase. That's the name. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, Kelly's Kyle's, the one in St. Louis. Yeah, Kyle's brother is Kelly. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Kyle Chase mm-hmm. uh, is, is the GM in Trip Park. Uh, Greg Chase's dad is now in the Florida Panthers uh, system. So um, just some, some small town connection there. And uh, as far as I know, it's one nothing series for Trip Park, correct? Right? That's correct, yeah. So we'll, we'll make sure we talk to, to Kevin about that. Um, what else am I missing? Am I missing something in? I talked, well, of course, March Madness, we saw it. Duke, oh, yeah. Duke's done. Duke's finished. Shocked the world a little bit. I and I I wonder how many like I know going into the Elite Eight, Avery, there was only four live like four perfect brackets left. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if all four of them got wiped out with Duke losing. They probably did in the Elite Eight. I know mine mine was long gone. I think mine was done the first day, so <laughs> I had no invested interest. But look. Every time you watch Duke, whether it was Zion or Canadian Andre Barrett or even Cam Reddish, man, are they fun to watch. Now, it's not going to happen, I don't think, but let's imagine for a second. 
RJ Barrett and Zion Williams on the same NBA team? That would be. Oh my goodness. That would be incredible. Is, is that, that is there any, is, could that be, if, if it, let's just dream here for a second. It's not going to happen. I, I don't, it could happen. Anything is possible. That one team could trade up and you'll have to obviously a lot. But I, I, let's just say it happens for a minute. Let's say they go, they both go to the Phoenix Suns. You had him with Devin Booker, both those guys. Is there a better tandem right now than those two in the NBA? No, that would RJ Barrett and Zion Williams? Or is that too early? Now, you put Zion and RJ on Phoenix, you give Devin Booker some true some true help in Phoenix. Because you're seeing right now with Devin Booker, he's a guy who's gone off for 60 this year, 50 and 40 consistently because yeah. in Phoenix, he's being isolated. He's being isolated often. So he's being allowed to just shoot, shoot, shoot. But hey, Phoenix isn't one winning ball games. The guy was quadruple covered 10 days ago and still sunk a three ball. Like that's that's how good he is. Yeah, and that's <laughs> if you add him to Phoenix, and you can no longer just be oh, booking up the ball cave. We'll just isolate the rest of the guys playing with. Let him shoot, and go for forty. We'll still be Phoenix. Mm-hmm. You do that now. You have Zion and RJ in the in the desert. You now have two of the threats for the Phoenix other team to worry about. But I don't know if they can trade up for him. I think I don't see them going to uh, the same franchise no matter what happens. I think you see. I think Zion goes to the Knicks. I think RJ goes to the Bulls. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's bound to be in New York Knicks box. Yeah, so, what, what, so you don't think the Suns end up with either one of those? I guys? they have a good shot though, but I don't know. I just I just have a feeling though that they're going to Chicago and New York. Wow. I mean, if you're so, I'm, some, I'm sorry, Suns fans. Maybe a miracle happened. You do get one of those guys. I'm sorry, but I do think they're going to the Bulls in New York. Let me ask you this: You're a Knicks fan. That's a disaster right now. That is oh, a, that's a bad tire team. fire. The owner from the owner down. It's an absolute <laughs> disaster. No, the Knicks can't even win at home. And but you add a guy like Zion Williamson for something to build around. Maybe just hear me out here. Kyrie goes there. Zion Williamson. All of a sudden, this team starts to get talent again, and the Knicks are yet again relevant. Now, let's let's play this scenario. What are the chances? I, I, regardless of where they finish, championship or not, do the Toronto Raptors look come draft time and go, I want to kick the tires on an Andre Barrett. I want to kick the tires and make, let's just dream again for a second. Messiah Drury makes a draft day splash. Whether they'll, let's say they finish uh, probably in the bottom five because they'll, I'm assuming he made the championship. So let's say they draft 27, make a draft day splash, and trade up for one of those two guys. Not happening. Not, not happening. Not at all. Not, your mind, not at all. You okay. Not a chance. You gotta be an idiot to trade away a slot picking away that. Well, yeah, yeah. A genuine idiot. Yeah, you have. No to one's be. doing that. Now, if you're the Knicks, though, that maybe you're desperate for NBA talent now. Because Kyrie comes, because whoever else they bring on comes. Now, if you're the Raptors and you say, hey, we got this piece, this piece, this piece, we're willing to give you this, a couple first-round draft picks because we still think we're going to be good for a couple of years, those draft picks are going to be late. Do you even think about it? Is there a remote chance that not even the Raptors, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. I know you are, is, but is, is there, is there a remote, remote possibility that somebody out of the draft lottery rankings trade up and they want one of those three guys bad enough. Like you gotta you know what? Let's look at the lottery standings right look at the lottery right now. Like you gotta be like you have out your mind to agree to a deal where you might lose an RJ or a or a um or a Zion because look at Zion. Zion is 6'7, 285, mm-hmm. 18, and the kid Again, the kid can the kid can slash a hole. The kid has range. The kid can block. The kid, you saw the game against on the was it the um, ACC tournament game where he was in the paint, blocked a guy who was uncovered for three, came over and sent it into the third row. That was nowhere near the guy shooting three. Yeah, it was a clear no, open shot. Right, but here yeah. came this kid at 18. To, nah, nah, no one's dealing away. You're nuts. Let's see. Lottery's on March um, 14th. 
Sorry, uh, May 14, my bad. So is it lottery odds? And seeing it, who even like I I just don't see a trade happening where you might lose one of those guys or the chance to get one. Oh, well, we forgot about the cap. There's all the cap. Oh, the ca- oh god, that's not just. Also, Atlanta as well, too. I don't see Atlanta really having a need for now, no, well, no Trey Young. Let's talk about this for a minute, then, with the Dallas Mavericks. You already have a young guy like Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. You end up with RJ Barrett or, or Zion Williamson. That, that's a good one, too, right there. I mean, odds for them in getting it are slim to none, but they'd be a great piece hey, to go with Oilers, um, Doncic. Uh, look at the Oilers odd, uh, odds landing Conor McDavid. It was... You know, that wasn't the best. Yeah, and lottery then, teams. And um, then they still win, right? right now, as lottery goes, the, the team with the worst odds are Orlando at 3.04. Yep. And, and the team with the best odds, uh, best odds getting... The Suns, right? Yeah, yep, the Suns, 52.1. Autoplay, you can die. I don't know why brands still autoplay videos. That is the worst well, ever. Have a, we have a branding it. Here that is go. the worst thing ever hit um, on our videos, are these autoplay videos. These are the worst thing ever hit the internet. Anyway, as I was saying, though, worst odds, um, Orlando, 3.4%. And the best odds are the New York Knicks and the Suns, both at 52.1%. Again, the overall pick. And Cleveland, as well, too, is in there at 52.1%. And then awesome. the Bulls at 48%. And then there's the other teams, Atlanta, Dallas, Memphis, New Orleans, Washington, Many, the Lakers, <laughs> Charlotte, and Sacramento. Sorry, yeah, the Lakers is still there. Uh, yeah, and uh, again, quick update. Twelve, about 11, 12 minutes, we're going to be joined by Kevin Curious, a global Edmonton sports uh, chat about, um, I, I'm assuming, all local sports. The Oilers, of course. Um, again, that, that playoff series in the Alberta Junior Hockey League um, and a few other things he wants to touch on. So just a few minutes, bear with us there. Uh, we have to wait till the first intermission of the Oilers game yes. to, to have him on. So that's why I've been constantly refreshing TSN to make sure how much time we got. Um, but it, it's a it's a really big day for us. And it's not only, again, episode 46, but for you, for those of you awaiting the announcement, again, I'll be live on my page at 9 p.m. local time uh, to, to be able to announce that and do that. So for those of you just tuning in, uh, make sure you you wait for that, and yeah. uh, we'll go from there. It'll be good. Yes, yeah, sir. You're in episode 46, and you know, and I, and what do you read? Oh, I Brad C. Oh, I'm that. going number one overall. Are you? What are you talking about? Yeah, like, I'm, I'm going number one. We put our our comment section. They wait for the draft one of us. You can go 15. You know, you don't have to hide anymore. <laughs> you're, anymore. You're, your mid range is kind of weak. I mean, you, somebody lifts me up and I can throw a slam down, no problem. <laughs> so I think I think that's a slam dunk. You know, you know, you're not light, right? <laughs> you know, you're not, not the light. Well, what are you what are you calling me? Whoa, 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 whoa! I'm not lightweight. I'm in the gym. It's all good. You keep saying that. Come on now. You keep saying that. I don't see the proof on Instagram Come or on. Twitter. I don't see you Come posting on Come on, uh, and this guy claimed that should be a poll question: Is Brad going to the gym? Yes or not? Hey, I could be the highest in the WWE, man. Oh, sure. Oh, speaking of that, there you go. You got a segue. Uh, WrestleMania is coming up very, very soon. and I'm Very soon? We're six days away at MetLife Stadium in New York, and I can't believe I'm not there. I'm still surprised that, you know, WWE said that how they are reconsidering the Baron Corbin-Kurt Angle match. But Jesus it's still, Christ. we're still seeing Angle Corbin, Angle Corbin. Like, maybe they're waiting until the very last SmackDown to, you know, throw oh, that God. swerve. But oh, to, that's tomorrow, though. That's SmackDown. But so. to, to even to even have Angle against like, Corbin, I'm sorry, Baron. You know what? No disrespect to Corbin. He's worked his butt off to get to where he's mm-hmm. wrestling. But there should be one of two one of two guys Angle should be going out against John Cena or Sheldon. Wow, you got here's those no more matches. <laughs> it should be John Cena or Shelton Benjamin as his final match. Wow. So I see. I didn't expect the second one. That's that's good. How about uh, Nia Jack? So she can botch and break Angle's neck again? Or, Be- or Beth Phoenix? If she's coming back, she's there. That's right. Yeah, she's coming back yeah. all the time, man. That's the new thing you come back. Yeah, but she's in some angles again. Um, This whole Guardians of the Galaxy, Dave Batista back? Like, come on, man. You know what? You know what? I'm going to watch. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I don't. Do you believe that? I don't. Like, it would be a real surprise if Batista wins 
and end the career Triple H. I don't think that will happen, though. But realistically, with Batista's schedule, this will be his last match to go out on top or to go out the way he wants to go up and go back to movies. I can't see uh, Batista winning in this situation. I... We talked about this a couple weeks ago, or even last week, when uh, Vic Michaels on. It could be another Goldberg snare. True. Batista Wait. stays on, so maybe Survivor Series, or maybe, you know, he, he does a couple. He's like a Brock Lesnar in and out, and filming movies and coming back, and filming movies and coming back, and maybe we see a title match in the future. Who knows? But you know, that Goldberg, you mentioned the Goldberg. I, I still, that was still one of the most surprising. You mentioned Goldberg Lesnar at Survivor Series. Yeah. Because um, Vic and I were there. And it was still probably you one were of, in the building. Yeah, you were in Rogers you, you Center. You were kind of there. Sorry, in, yeah, in, they were like ants. We, had, we, were, we were up in. It's funny. Um, Danny of uh, uh, Vic paid. Um, uh, what, we, what did Vic pay? About two hundred bucks. I gave him a hundred yeah. for literally. I'm no rely. Vic, Vic can confirm this. Like the last row in the arena, the very yeah. last row, Rogers Center, were hundred bucks each. I, I think Vic Michaels <laughs> have learned uh, learned that mistake a few times. We're all going to SummerSlam in August in Toronto, and I'll tell you, I am not paying $100 to sit in the last row of the building. I'll spend a little bit more to get down a little bit further, so I can actually see what the hell is going on. That's when they had doing that wrestling, <laughs> wrestling events, like WrestleMania, like that would have not would have been very like last row would have been easy 300 bucks. Uh, easily, easily. That's in WrestleMania, if <laughs> not more. Like, that's one. It's one of the sporting events where you need coin. To go and get a good seed at WrestleMania. You need some scratch so you see anything decent. Yeah, well, Vic Michaels is there right now uh, working the work the corner. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Maybe we should call him on Sunday night. See how that went. Do a special um, post, post-WrestleMania show with uh, Mr. Yeah, there Michaels. you go. Monday, Monday night. Yeah, he'll, uh, he'll come on for sure. Exactly. If he's, if he's, uh, if he's um, sober, you know, if he's not too not hungover at all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, update as well. The Summit Show is this weekend. Yes. Sherwood Park. Uh, our boy uh, Marcel, who was on uh, just over a month ago, announced we now have Gary Cheevers filling in for Bernie Perron. Mm-hmm. The legendary Joe Carter will be in the building signing autographs, taking pictures. Uh, a couple of former Oilers and Jason Smith, or as we know him, Gator. And, of course, tough guy George Rock will also be in the building. Oh, Fernando Pesetti as well. I almost forgot about that. Uh, super exciting weekend coming up. And Demon Allen will be too. there. Oh, that's another one. Former Edmonton Eskimo and Toronto Argonaut quarterback Damon Allen will be in the building as well. Uh, we will be there live on yes, location all weekend long. It looks like uh, Saturday and Sunday for sure. It looks like that. Um, so we will be there. We have a booth set up with Howie's. Of course, and I believe Travel Gurus is there well with us, um, so we will be we will be uh, tuning in or, or pitching all the way together. It'll be fun to to be a part of that, and uh, it's going to be a great weekend as well. I'm question for can you name all David Allen's team in the CFL? Can you name everyone he played for? Can you pull that off? Yeah, but the Husky. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, Eskimos, Argonauts. Mm-hmm. Um, you playing Saskatchewan? No. No. Uh, Winnipeg. Nope. No, he didn't play in Winnipeg. Played Toronto, Edmonton. Mm-hmm. It's a big one you're missing. Calgary. Nope. Oh, hell no. No, he did, I wouldn't know that he wouldn't play Calgary. Um, wasn't Winnipeg. Was it Saskatchewan? Nope. It was in the West. Well, it was, well technically two in the West you're missing. <laughs> you want to call it the West? Why am I stumped right now? You got me, you got me stumped live on air. It's a West. It's a Western team. Edmonton, Toronto. He won with his Western team. Oh, BC Lions. BBC, yep. There's still a few more. <laughs> I almost forgot the BC Lions existed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you name the rest. The other. Um, The Ottawa Red Blacks? On our Renegade. On our, oh, our, they, our, they, our, they were the Rough Riders. They were the Rough Riders. Yeah. Our Rough Riders. And there's one more, right? Two more. Two more. Two more. Montreal. 
Mm-hmm. Not Montreal. He didn't play Montreal. Didn't play Hamilton. Didn't play Winnipeg. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He did play Hamilton one oh, year. Hamilton. One year in Hamilton. One year. Oh yeah, it's one over. year. That and then there's one more. There's one more you're missing. If you get, I'll be impressed. You get this one team you play out. I, one year as well, too, this team. The other team had one year on. No, you, you got me there. Memphis, the Memphis Mad Dogs. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I wouldn't. The Memphis. I wouldn't. I, wouldn't I, was I, I, would impre- I would have been impressed if you got the Memphis Mad Dogs. Oh, you said the Memphis Hellfish Presley or something. I don't know. Pretty well, close <laughs> enough. They were the local with the Hound Dogs. And it was an NFL expansion team that failed called the Memphis Hound Dogs. That's right. Yeah, I, I do remember that. Yeah. I didn't know he pointed there. But yes. uh, Do we have an update on the Oilers game? We check right now. Kevin They're in Vegas right now. And Malcolm Subban's in that year of this, this is a game. Your boy. Your boy Malcolm you know, Subban. We party with his brother PK in Vegas. Ma- that was Malcolm uh, in, um, in Vegas in picture for Oh, Vegas. That was yeah, Malcolm. Yeah, yeah. That Malcolm was Malcolm. Was well, Malcolom was there. Yeah. I had a little too much to drink Malcolm that Malcolm Subban in the same picture. This guy doesn't know who's in picture of us and um, Lindsey Vaughn and PK. That's right. He did take a picture. No. Or it was Jordan. Jordan Subban, not Malcolm. No, it was Jordan. Jordan. Either way. Come on, now. Come on, Either man. way. It was all NHL playing brothers there. It's 5-3-9 to go in the he first looks like a younger version of you. No, I wouldn't say that much. So about five minutes, we're gonna give Kevin a call here and see if see if everything. This is a game where again nine o'clock, guys. You ain't gonna want to miss this. Stay with us. Stay with us. Nine o'clock. Massive, massive announcement. We're gonna blow the doors off this place. That sounds dangerous. We are gonna blow. Look, Avery, am I? (laughs) I, I'm, I'm, I'm able here, and I will. I, we, we. Yes. This is. I'll give you a little, a little bit of secret. It's for me. I'll say that much. So I, I can't be as involved as I, I want to be or need to be. And that's okay. I got some tremendous people behind the scenes doing with it. But this will be the biggest party of the year. You are going to want to be here. There is VIP guests on the guest list you're not going to want to miss. Man, I can't even begin to tell you. What's going on? So nine o'clock, full details. Stay with us. Yes, there will be an absolute blast of a time. It'll be a, it'll be a real shindig, as the children call it. And he'll be busting a move on the dance floor with his fedora. I don't know about that. Well, <laughs> I mentioned earlier, Brad, I was thinking to go with the Oilers. Right, I'll send you off here. Um, this is a game where the Oilers gonna, you know, they're gonna give up. They're gonna lose five one, and we'll mm-hmm. get on fourteen shots and nothing too bad. Mm-hmm. These are kind of games where people call trap games, and the Oilers always fall into it. Every yeah. single time infuriates me. Um, I I don't know what to say because you're right. <laughs> uh, it happens all the time. It's frustrating to watch. You know, it looks like sometimes some games you make progress. They're doing good. Oh, they're going to run. Oh, they did this. Oh, they're all oh, this fantastic. They won three nothing or whatever the score may be. And then they come up the next night and they lay an egg seven to two. Yeah. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I, I, You know what? I've never been more excited to say this. I am excited for the summer. Because <laughs> for me, this marks quite possibly a clean slate. New GM, new coach, potentially a new hockey operations hockey, hockey guy. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some fresh blood. I, I, I'm anticipating again. I'm, 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 I'm speculating. I'm anticipating a buyout of some sort. I, I'm, I'm speculating number 27, Milan Lucic, if not a buyout or trade. Um, there's a couple teams that could use that bad deal to, to get above the cap, and we've talked about that. Um, so so there's a few things that can happen. I, I'm anticipating. I, but look, we, we, we've been built up for 13 years, Avery, to all um, disappointment. Yeah, no, so, we have. I, 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 don't, I don't really... I I don't really try and get my hopes up much anymore. I mean, but on that note, there was one thing we, us both of us mm-hmm. got our hopes high on this year. <laughs> both of we got very excited. We covered a lot of it. The American Alliance Football League (AAF) for short. Well, Avery, it's in trouble, and it's not just in trouble. It's in lots of trouble. Yeah, as you might have heard, the Alliance of American Football uh, over the, pa- the past couple of days has threatened the idea of folding from 
their majority owner, Tom Dundon, who also owns the Carolina Hurricanes, because Dundon has said that he wants to use, become a true development league, practice squad players from NFL teams. And mm-hmm. the NFL PA has said, no, you can't use our players. And that's the thing, is like, you know, I get, I get, you know what, I don't, I know, I know a guy wants to be on the NFL side, but I take the NFL side on this because that's a lot of football to be playing in one calendar year. If yeah. someone were to play yeah. in the AAF as a pra- and then play in the NFL or be a practice squad guy, you're looking at potentially playing 28 games of football in one year. Yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot of football for sure. Um, we, we've talked about this, so this opens the door wide open for Vince McMahon. If this happens, the... The XFL will have free reign. The only thing in their way will be the NFL, because there will be there will be no AAF, and well, of course there'll be CFL and NFL. Of course, but the XFL can really do what they want at this point. They don't have an AAF in their way. It'll be XFL or nothing. No, but what is the XFL going to do? Like, the XFL now has to really find a big niche. They have to find something that will make them last. Because there's a reason why all these leagues go under. They can't stick around. The reason why arena football has lasted over 30 years. Yeah. It's a niche that no one is really, no one legally can copy. Right. The AAA, arena football is trademarked. Yeah. No one can copy that patent. No, you're like, right. Like That's the thing. They've, that's the reason why they've been around for 30 years. And these all-star leagues fold. They don't have enough to really differentiate themselves from the NFL or the CFL. Right. And if you're Vince, you'll think long and hard about what's going to make me last beyond one year. Well, I tell you, I, I see a little bit of commitment. And I'm not going to throw Vince under the butt. Look, he's made some stupid decisions. He made, he's also very smart. Look at the WWE and how, how well that's done. I, obviously, he credit his father or his family for that. Um, I still give him credit for that. He, he, he's done very well. Yes. Um, in the XFL, the first time, obviously didn't work out. It was an absolute circus. But, so... This reboot, though, I see a little bit more seriousness coming involved. He's not letting players with pat with criminal history get involved, which c- good on him. That might not be the best thing to do. You don't want criminals running a league. Well, NFL is loaded with them. Well, let's not. That's a story for another day. Um, and look, the buying off his shares right now to dump into XFL, I give him the thumbs up. Because this, to me, shows him commitment to this XFL, this new version, and his commitment to make this work and make this a long-lasting program. Now, my thing is that I'll give, I'll give him credit for the fact that he's not trying to be the main guy doing everything. He hired Oliver Luck to be yep, the commissioner. He did. But yep. I wonder if, if say, okay, say the league takes off, they play whatever games, and say the ratings aren't where we want them to be. Mm. Or the play is not what it wants to be at. Yeah. I'm concerned Vince is the kind of guy where he might say, you know what, Oliver, thank you for your time, but I'm letting you go. I'm now in charge again. Even though I said it wouldn't be in the face of this league, mm. I'm going back to being the face again because I know I can turn this around. And then that could put the wrinkle in things when Vince takes over again because we all know, we, we know from his WWE time, Vince has a very hard time letting go. He does. He likes control. Mm-hmm. So this is new for Vince. Oliver's really going to have control, and Vince will be his right-hand man, and he'll be Vince's right-hand man. They, yeah. they coincide, but are they going to clash? And that's one thing to be re- remain to be seen. Exactly. It, it, it's a very good point. I, I didn't think of it that way, that clash. Hey, look, if they can coincide, if they can make this work, this could be an excellent thing. It could. It, you look at Mark Tressman now involved as well. Yes, he is. Uh, um, you know, he's bringing in some, some great people to run these individual teams. So I, I think it could be a very – and look, I'll, I'll be cautious when I say this, but they could succeed. But again, we thought the AAF would succeed, now mm-hmm. they're running into trouble. So, again, I will wait until the ball gets kicked off and the ball gets snapped to make judgment. No, I'll admit too. I'll admit, even even though it's the AAXL is going to be a more conservative league – it's it's clear that it's clear that the XFL is admitting. You know what? We can't go and we can't go and um, try and take out the NFL. But no one is taking it. No one is knocking the NFL off the mantle. It's not happening. No, no. The the NFL is here to stay. The CFL is here to stay. 
Um, it's right here. As Brad's trying to grab his phone, and then I, he I, fell. I'm sorry, I'm trying to. Brad's re- phone fell below his chair. So I'm, I'm, start, I'm trying to reach out to our guests. Relax. Um, there we go. Yeah, the CFL is not going anywhere. The NFL is not going anywhere. Um, so it's either, you know, it's uh, it's really the XFL's field. They can. It really is. And with Barry posts the update, the Avalanche got a point, and the Oilers are officially X eliminated from the postseason. Oh, sorry, uh-huh. E and E. How are you an E in arms? The Oilers are done. They're toast. They're finished. Yeah. <laughs> and and Barry brings up a good point. We talked about it earlier. I, I think before Barry was here, two guys with over 100 points, and they don't make the playoffs. That's some sad stuff right there. That's some sad like stuff. Like my dating life, pathetic. Uh, I, I'm, oh, uh, yeah, there you go. That is just. I'm just going to check in on, on the game here real quick so we uh, know there's about two minutes to go, and uh, we'll, we'll give Kevin a call. Um Kevin Carrius once said, I, I just, just be, I'm going to close a baby gap. That's a true story. You can talk to him about that. Why he likes to trip my, my wardrobe. I know why he's so jealous, Every, Kevin. Everybody likes to trip you. <laughs> I don't know why. It seems to you know, be the thing. I think Jamie Rivers comes on, trips Avery. <laughs> Earl Skankel comes <laughs> on, trips Avery. The entire show It was the most hilarious show I've ever done. And now we're talking about you Kevin know, Curious, coming on I to choke this guy. I oh think, my goodness! You know the heckling um, of me. He's good to go. Is he, oh, he's good now. Got the okay. Green light. Okay. Uh, so give him a call. You have the number. Yeah. So we'll dial up Mr. Curious. His number is nine one one. For those of you who want it, no, I'm kidding. No, that was four seven three seven three seven three. Yeah, pizza seventy three. There you go. <laughs> we're gonna order. We're gonna order donair live on air. Gross. <laughs> Ordering that nastiness. Oh, I'm sorry. Avery doesn't like donairs. No, I do want, not. How about we order you a pizza? There you go. There we go. Uh, we should do that one show. Maybe episode 100. We'll order a pizza live on we air. We have Match right there beside us. We need to order a pizza from yeah, we'll order, There you go. We'll order a pizza from Match. Get them delivered live on air. We can yeah, introduce the the, the, the hostess. It'd be, it'd, be, it'd be fantastic. Jesus. So again, bear with us. We're giving Kevin a call, or as I call him, he's in my phone. Double K. We're going to give him a call right now, and uh, we'll yeah. talk some hockey for a few minutes, and then we will go right to our announcement at 9. So remember right. to, the announcement won't be live on Brad Navery. We'll be live on the Brad Barco page. So make sure you slide on over there at 9 o'clock, and we'll uh, get things rolling. Yes, and as you know, Kevin Carries has been on Global back. That, Kevin's old. He's been around since it was ITV. I'll, I'll let him back know Back in ITV. <laughs> this guy was around when, when Noah was building the Ark. Whoa. Oh, shots fired already. I'm just preaching truth, baby. Yet. I was preaching truth about the old man. Shots fired already. You, you can tell him. You can tell him out there. I said that to the man. Oh, Kevin's my old. goodness. <laughs> shots fired. He's not even on there yet. Wow. All right. Can we just dial the number here for... Uh, Kevin Curious. Zero. There we go. You got it? You good? There we go. Turn it off. There we go. Turn it off. Like the Sky Too Hotty theme. Well, sports. Kevin, it's Brad Barkley and Avery Lewis McDougal call. How you doing, man? Kevin, can you hear us, buddy? It's Brad and Avery over here. Kevin? I got you, yep. Oh, you got us. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's using the old rotary phone, so it's a little bit hard to hear. Well, Kevin is 85 years old. Well, Kevin, you are 85 years old. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know what? At least, at least I'm not wearing that goofy hat you've got on. <laughs> Listen, Kevin, you, you always stay jealous of my wardrobe. Why are you always jealous of my wardrobe, Mr. Curious? Why? Why the jealousy? That hat is that hat's like from the movie Caddyshack. You, uh, you got a bowl of soup with that hat. <laughs> See, you are over from the Caddyshack. Jesus, I'm You moved to 21st century with references. These wash references of movies, Kevin. <laughs> oh man. Hey, Kevin. Now we want. I want to jump right into it. We'll chat about the Oilers. Uh, we got some. I guess some. We we all knew this was coming, but the Oilers have been officially eliminated for the playoffs. With the Avalanche win tonight, um, so really this game or, or games coming on up don't mean much. Really, what, what do you if if there's a word to describe this season, Kevin? What word would you use? Oh, totally disappointing. I mean, uh, this is a team that has 
only three times in NHL history has it happened where two players have over 100 points and the team misses the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quebec Nordiques did it, uh, and then uh, the Penguins won. So very disappointing, and, I mean, uh, there's really no end in sight when you look at how the roster is shaped uh, for the future. I mean, whoever comes in as GM is really going to have their hands full because their hands are going to be tied uh, with uh, the contracts that they have and the way the uh, the salary cap is and how they've assembled the team uh, in the past. So they're going to be uh, – it's going to take a long time to get this thing turned around still. No, we totally agree, Kevin. You know, watching their last game in which they lost Anaheim 5-1, it was a game in which they lost after Jake Doshin had to leave the game due to the roster era. So they, they've lost to a team who was playing a back-to-back and lost a man mid-game. Had his team given up on the season? Has the team really given up on even just trying to finish strong in your mind, Kevin? Well, that's the thing is we've seen this movie so many times before when the Oilers have just been kind of playing it out down the stretch. And in my mind, it's very tough. And they overvalue and over, um, you know, they kind of address their, their players down when the games are meaningless. And yeah. they've been in, in a problem like this. I mean, like they looked at a guy like, say, even Raddy, they played okay down the stretch last year. But that's when there wasn't a lot on the line. Uh, when the real bullets are flying, uh, you know, the players aren't uh, performing to what they did the previous year down the stretch when they were out of it. So uh, I just hope they don't do that again uh, this year with guys, again, like, say, Curry. or I mean, you know, they made a bunch of lineup changes uh, tonight. So, like, with all these guys that they're sort of auditioning, mm-hmm. I hope they don't overvalue their worth heading into the following season. Kevin, you talk about overvaluating worth. Can we speak on the goaltending for a minute? Uh, look, oh. I, I, I haven't I haven't been impressed uh, with with Miko Koskinen at all. Um, th- this is a guy his extension will kick in now uh, this summer. <laughs> it's a guy they're paying a lot of money to really be their starting goaltender. In, in your mind, is is Koskinen the answer? I mean, is there really any relief on the goaltending market this summer that they can take a look at, or are they really? Uh, as you used earlier, handcuffed uh, to this guy for the next three years. They're in big trouble with uh, Koskinen. Uh, I, he, he's an over player is what I look at in goal. He he doesn't track the puck well enough. Uh, yeah. I mean, we saw that again tonight. On uh, Even there was a shot that came out from behind the net, and he had already committed to slide across. Had that shot been over six inches, it's in the net, and it looked like a really, really bad goal. It would have been. Uh, so he's not technically sound. He's an over player in my mind. Uh, he can't track the puck well enough. Uh, the only thing that I can see the Oilers, um, what, what they need to have happen is a guy like uh, Starrett down in Bakersfield to turn into a Jordan Bennington. The kind of guy that was, you know, they're about the same age. Bennington comes kind of out of nowhere after performing, uh, you know, okay at the minors, gets called up, and then just goes on an absolute roll. Uh, that's what they need from a guy like that, from Starrett, because they just, I mean, Koskinen, in my mind, isn't the answer in goal. No, I agree with that, Kevin. And now, going into summer, is there any chance in your mind that you can see this team sharing either contract of Chris Russell or Milan Lucic? No, not at all. I mean, no one, I mean, the only way you can get rid of guys like that, or you, if you wanted to put Zachary in there, mm. uh, so those are probably the three guys you're going to yeah. have to give something else, yeah. a valuable commodity or an asset like a high draft pick or one of your players that, uh, uh, you know, you're developing in Bakersfield. The only other thing that could help the owners uh, is the next time that they have the expansion draft in Seattle and teams will do what, you know, they did to uh, Vegas where they're going to say, okay, take this player or don't pick this player. We're going to, if you could take, you know, pick a player X you take him then we're going to throw in a first rounder or whatever that um, asset is but that's uh, how the Oilers are going to get a, are going to have to try to get out of this mess there. so one more question on the Oilers I want to move over uh, to the, the series in the Alberta Junior Hockey League real quick about uh, Spruce Grove and Shirt Park uh, but if you're Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and really the the four or five other guys I had career years you're, you're looking, how do you evaluate, you know, when you go back to the room or, or back home for the summer and you're sitting there like, we didn't make the playoffs yet again. Are you, 
is there a point where Connor and maybe Leon rethink their future, or do you think these guys are committed for the absolute long haul? They want to see these next eight years out and and see where the dominoes fall. I think they're committed, uh, you know, for the long haul. When you look at it in a couple of years, but yeah. if this if this keeps going on, um, there's no question in my mind that they would. Uh, look to pursue other opportunities right. and maybe request a, a trade or something like that because I don't think uh, they're obviously not the problem here. They need they need right. some right. secondary scoring and some help uh, depth wise, and and maybe some of these guys that are being uh, nurtured in Bakersfield can come and step in. But I mean that, that's a little ways away too. You know they you know they everyone's been saying about overripening down there. So if they if but I, I agree with you. I think for the short term they're totally all in. But if something happens and this kind of continues, then I could see something changing in their minds. No, I couldn't agree more. I know Brad wanted to move over to talk about the AJHL. I know right now you have um, Spruce Grove playing Shore Park. What are your thoughts on the fact that people have been going to these games and watching junior hockey? Because right now, the Shore Park Series are a great story to watch in junior hockey in no matter what part of the country right now, Kevin. Well, I mean, in 4-1 tonight so far, I guess uh, into the third period in Spruce Grove's leading Sherwood Park, we'll have highlights tonight on... Uh, Global News at 11 as well of uh, this contest. but So it looks like uh, if Spruce Grove can hang on, it'll be a 2-1 series. So, But, I mean, AJHL playoff hockey is just top-notch. And, I mean, when you get those smaller buildings and they get jam-packed, there's such a great atmosphere in there. And that's why I think people just enjoy going to see these games because it's a, you know, a little more intimate to see a, a game where the, the building is smaller, the fans are sort of just all on top of you. And, and, I mean, these guys are going so hard. They play so hard because uh, in, in a lot of cases, you know, if you're a 19- or 20-year-old player, this is maybe your last kick at the cat of a, a championship team if you're not going to go on to play maybe ACAC or, uh, you know, or maybe possibly Canada West. So uh, good hockey for sure. Kevin, I want to ask you, because it's coming up July 3rd, I want to ask you about your annual golf tournament. I've, I've been involved in this uh for many years now, it's an incredible tournament uh, that Easter Seals puts on. I was the ambassador uh, way back in the day, eight years ago. I know I'm dating myself <laughs> a little bit, um, but let's—I want to just from your perspective talk about you know what Easter Seals means to you and and the charity golf tournament that you put on, and 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 everybody constantly comes together and has a, a great uh, great day, and obviously for a wonderful cause. Well, thanks uh, for that, Brad. We appre- I appreciate you being a part of it too. And I mean, just to see the the expression on all the kids' faces when uh, you know I saw a lot of them, uh, or two or three, I guess. I, I guess we uh, on uh, last Monday when we talked at the Easter Shields launch at City right. Hall, and you know it, it makes a big, uh, it puts a smile on my face. I I enjoy it more than the kids <laughs> for sure. But if we can help out uh, some kids and things like that. One thing we gotta stop is the, you're uh, having you on the hole there for refreshments. We're running out of business. <laughs> <laughs> or, or just <laughs> extra booze this year. I will watch you, Kevin. Get a bigger cooler next year. <laughs> you know what, Kevin? Bring me down but, this year, uh, and I'll watch so, it. <laughs> uh, but no, we uh, we we've done since I've been involved uh, for about 15 years now. Um, hmm. We've had uh, about. We do a little over 100000 every year for, for Easter Seals, and that provides kids with the lifts and, and things like that and scooters. And, you know, we send a lot of kids to camp down at Bright Creek there by Calgary. So uh, it's a great cause, and I can't say enough about all the, you know, like uh, Prism Flow Products has been our presenting sponsor for many years now, and ATB Financial has been heavily involved. And we've got such great, great, great sponsors. and We couldn't do it without them, and very, very appreciative of all of them. All right, Kevin. One last question for you, Kevin. How was your bracket doing March Madness? Did you pick Duke to make the Final Four? You know what? I did. I had Duke to win, and I <laughs> uh, last week I had all eight correct oh, going boy. to the Elite Eight. All eight were correct, <laughs> and then I had Texas Tech uh, as a Final Four, and they are in. So, But uh, Duke is the one that cost me the whole kit and caboodle. But uh, all I know is that if I, was, if I had the chance to win the, our pool here at work, I think I could have picked up a little bit of cash and I would have immediately went out to the store and bought myself one of those hats that you wear all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and had a bowl of soup in it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Keep on, keep on chirping me, Kevin. Hey, Kevin, uh, you know what? I've, I've hey, always... You, you, greased, 
Avery, you greased me on that one about black and white TV or something. <laughs> I'm going to hear about that later. <laughs> hey, Kevin, you know what? I, I've always considered you uh, a great friend and, of course, a, a mentor and somebody I uh, I look up to in the industry. So, Gav, thank you so much. We appreciate it, and uh, hey. we'll do this again very soon. I'd like to do it again anytime. Talk to you guys later. All right, man. Uh, take care. Thanks, Kevin. All right. Bye. All right, guys, that was Kevin Curious, a global Edmonton uh, sports and, uh, and such a, a gracious man. I've, I've mm-hmm. dealt with him for many, many years, uh, involved in Easter Seals, involved in uh, on the golf course with that as well. It's been, a, it's been an incredible time with him. I almost, I believe this is year number six we are doing the charity golf tournament together. Um, if you get a chance to sit on his hole, which I've had for six years, it's been, uh, it's been incredible for sure. That guy had great stuff. And now, well, let's wrap things up. You know, hey, trivia, trivia guys, come on. Answer trivia question. We'll do, a new, we'll do a new one. We'll do a new one. Yeah. So we'll do a new one. Who was the very first NCAA Division One champion? Very first one. Do your Googles. Do your researching. For dinner for two yeah, that's right. And thank you guys so much again. We're not going away. We're going to be live on the on my personal page here in about two to three minutes. We're going to jump over from this page to my personal page. We'll launch and share the massive announcement we've been wanting to share for uh, just over a month. I'm going to have my, uh, my my trusty event planner, Steph Howie, over here, my wife as well, and we're, we're going to do this thing together. I'm, I'm, we, we can't wait for this. So we'll see you over there in about three minutes. Take care, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week, episode 47. Later.